The Chicago White Sox lost to the Minnesota Twins in game two of the series, four to three. Lance Lynn pitched pretty well, uh, but twin starter Pablo Lopez was better. Uh, White Sox managed to tie the game in the bottom of the ninth inning thanks to an unlikely solo home run by Luis Robert Jr., uh, but the Sox could not convert in extra innings, then literally threw the game away. Uh, more injuries to discuss as the White Sox look to win their first series of the season on Wednesday afternoon. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked on White Sacks. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, uh, your team every day. Our Chicago White Sox now five in seven. They lost to the Minnesota Twins on Tuesday night, four to three. Uh, before we get into the game, got to kind of set uh, the stage here with all these injuries and the call-ups that have happened over the last couple days. Uh, so on Monday, there was a situation with Tim Anderson. There was a botched, uh, should have been a double play, botched uh, a rundown and uh, a twins runner collided with Tim Anderson. And this is what Grafol said uh, about Anderson on Monday. Uh, Anderson felt a little bit of pain when it happened. Uh, he felt like he could play through it and uh, regarding the knee, and it stiffened up on him a little bit. Uh, he's getting further evaluated uh, Monday night, but we'll see how that plays out. I'm optimistic. Well, uh, Tuesday morning uh, prior uh, to the game uh, in Minnesota, the White Sox placed shortstop Tim Anderson on the 10-day uh, IL with a sprained left knee and recalled infielder Lenin Sosa from AAA Charlotte. Uh, 29-year-old Tim Anderson uh, is batting 298 with 14 hits and four RBI uh, in the 11 games this season. Uh, he is estimated to miss two to four weeks after suffering the injury uh, and Monday's series opener uh, at Minnesota. This is what Anderson had to say. Uh, it's so frustrating. You do everything right to try to prevent from creating injury and just something I couldn't control. Uh, I just have to roll with it. Uh, the shortstop said it kind of took him a little while to feel the sprain. I felt something weird, but I didn't know exactly what it was. Uh, it was a little discomfort, and I kind of played one or two more innings. I started 
uh, getting stiff, and I just decided to come out. Um, Lenin Sosa up with the team on Tuesday, but didn't see any action. A 23-year-old infielder started out hot in AAA, batting uh, 448, 556, 828 with more walks than strikeouts through nine games. Uh, Lenin Sosa uh, saw limited time with the White Sox in 2022, 11 games, 35 at-bats, uh, four hits, one double, a home run, an RBI, 12 strikeouts in those 11 games. Uh, also prior to Tuesday's game, Pedro Grafol uh, said both Yohan Mankata, who did not play Tuesday and most likely will not play Wednesday, uh, Yohan Mankata and Aloy Jimenez could return to action this weekend uh, in that big Baltimore Orioles series on the south side. So the White Sox do have options. You know, if they plan to rest Yohan Mankata and put him on the 10-day uh, IL, you've got Brian Ramos, you've got Popeye Rodriguez. Uh, the Sox have some infield options, you know. It's not ideal, uh, but I guess, you know, you let these guys get 100% right now. Don't push through it early and cause a bigger injury. Uh, but we've got some tough opponents on this schedule throughout April uh, and May. Next six weeks, you've got seven with Tampa, who is just playing some unbelievable baseball right now. Six with Cleveland, three with Houston, three with Toronto. And, of course, this uh, weekend, uh, with a Baltimore Orioles team that is much improved. Uh, so let's get into Tuesday's game. It was game 12 of the year. Sacks, of course, lost a, a real heartbreaker, 4-3. Now, good pitching beats good hitting. Uh, Pablo Lopez for the Minnesota Twins, he was good and great uh, on Tuesday night. Sacks offense lined up like this. Uh, ben Attendee, Robert, Sheets at DH, Vaughn, Grandal, uh, Berger, uh, Colas, Gonzalez, uh, and Andrews. Um, coming into Tuesday's game, uh, Ben Attendee was slashing 379, 425, 653 with seven home runs and 20 RBIs in 23 games at Target Field. Uh, Lopez was red hot coming into the game on Tuesday, uh, 1-0 and with a .73 ERA, a combined 12 and a third innings pitched so far before seeing the Sox. He had 16 strikeouts uh, in the first. This is the first inning was really the inning that absolutely drove me crazy. And I'm sure it did you as a White Sox fan. Uh, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff that should have went on. It was a nine pitch at bat uh, to start things off, resulted in a leadoff single up the middle from Ben Attendee. So, uh, we told you he hit well at Target Field. He, great start uh, at the top of the order with Ben Attendee. Uh, it was not conventional by any means here. Uh, a dribbler to the right of the mound by Luis Robert. Uh, Pablo Lopez had a hurry and made an off-balance throw to first, which went wide, and Robert went to second, and Ben Attendee went to third. Sheets followed up with a walk. So you got bases loaded, nobody out against a pitcher who can be very, very tough. Uh, Andrew Vaughn absolutely destroyed a pitch to left field, two-run double, Sox score early. That's a great sign, but you got to make it hurt here. Uh, Yasmani Grandal up with runners at second and third and struck out uh, on a changeup in, in the dirt. That was a theme throughout uh, Lopez's outing. 
Uh, Jake Berger had a 3-0 count. He ended up grounding out to third. And Colas with a big opportunity to bring in a few runs uh, with two outs, uh, ground out to first. So it should have been so many more runs uh, for the Sox there. Uh, they did force Lopez to throw 31 pitches, and they came away with a 2 nothing lead. Uh, but as we found out as the game went on, that meant meant very little as Lopez continued to get stronger. Sox could have used maybe three or four more runs in that first inning. They really let Lopez off the hook there. Uh, Second inning, of course, Lopez settled down through seven pitches in the second inning after throwing 31 in the previous inning. Sox went down in order. Uh, In the third, uh, Twins took the lead in the bottom of the second. Sox went down in order once again. I mean, Lopez looked like a completely different pitcher. Uh, And if you didn't think about it already, this was the time I was starting to think about it watching the game. Man, we could have piled it on Lopez in the first. Uh, I feel like, you know, we really missed an opportunity there. That was so important to capitalize when you have that situation. Uh, Fourth inning. Hey, Lopez, tons of movement now. His his pitch is just diving out of the zone, and it looked like Sox hitters had no chance. They did not have a plan and just could not stop the temptation. Uh, Lopez was putting everything uh, where he wanted it. Uh, 57 pitches after four innings really settled down uh, after the Sox let him off the hook. Uh, In the fifth, one pitch, one out. Sox not seeing pitches. I think maybe the strategy was just to jump all over him as soon as they had an opportunity with something that they could hit because his stuff was nasty. I mean, Sox right-handers could not lay off at the down and low changeup coming in uh, that he had working on. Uh, Really, after the first inning, there was nothing that the Sox were doing. Uh, in the sixth, you know, it's a one-run game at this point. In the sixth inning, Sox were down three to two. It felt like the Sox were down four or five runs with the way uh, Pablo Lopez was throwing it. After six innings, Sox offense, two runs, three hits, basically nothing since the first inning. Lopez retired 23 hitters in a row. Uh, Sox just could not lay off his breaking stuff. It was nasty. Uh, Lopez left the game in the eighth with two outs. Uh, His final line, seven and two-thirds innings, three hits, two earned runs, a walk, 10 strikeouts. Really, after the first inning, it was lights out. Uh, Let's go to the ninth. This is where things got really exciting. As Luis Robert Jr. was walking up to the plate, you know, I kind of said to myself, man, he's kind of had, you know, a quiet night so far. Aside from that dribbler in the first inning, Hasn't really done much. And then, bam, uh, Robert led off the inning with a seemingly effortless home run to left center to tie the game at three. Unreal, man. Unreal power from Robert. Uh, Minnesota's closer, Johan Duran, I mean, he is a filthy pitcher. Fastball at 103 miles per hour. Splitter uh, at 101 really nasty slider. I mean, good pitching usually beats good hitting unless you're Luis Robert Jr. Uh, Sacks were not able to do anything else in the inning, but uh, made him throw 24 pitches in the 10th. You know, you still got the ghost runner. Uh, So Lenin Sosa did see some running, I guess, or limited running uh, on Tuesday. He was your, he was your runner that started out at second. Griffin Jackson was on the mound for Minnesota. Uh, Alberto led things off uh, a ground out that did get Sosa to third. 
you just have to score in these situations, especially when you're on the road. You've got to at least get one. Uh, and then Colas, a short fly out to left field, no sack fly opportunity. And then Romy Gonzalez grounded out to the pitcher, an absolutely wasted opportunity. We saw it last year. Uh, it's difficult. You know, you think like we, we should be able to get this guy in from second. You were able to dodge, you know, something with Duran because uh, he wasn't able to go in the 10th and the Sox just could not get it done. Uh, offense in total on the evening, three runs, four hits, two extra base hits, a walk. A Sox struck out 14 times, and they were one for seven with runners in scoring position. Andrew Vaughn, one for four with that big uh, two-run double uh, in the first, and then Robert had that uh, giant ninth-inning home run. Uh, Lance Lynn, uh, you know, he was bit by the home run early, but did settle down. It's not the end result that we wanted, but a much better performance than his previous outing. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Hey, grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back, and there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Uh, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. So Lance Lynn was looking to bounce back uh, on Tuesday from an ugly outing against the San Francisco Giants uh, uh, on the south side. Uh, last week, he went four and a third innings, uh, nine hits, eight earned runs, three home runs, three walks, five strikeouts. Uh, Lynn has faced the Twins uh, three times uh, last season. It, it didn't go well. 0-2, uh, 15 innings total, 24 hits, 15 earned runs, five home runs in those three starts. Unfortunately, the home run uh, was the key for Lynn on Tuesday. Uh, first inning. So look, Sox scored two runs in the top of the first should have been much more. So you're spotting Lance Lynn an early cushion that did not last long. Solano uh, started it off by taking an 86 mile per hour slider that caught all of the plate. And that was hit to right field for a single than Buxton in the two spot wasted no time. Uh, crushed a two run home run to tie up the game. Buxton hit a knee high 88-mile-per-hour cutter that was in the middle of the plate. That was the issue for Lynn during his last outing against the Giants. All of his breaking stuff and cut fastballs uh, broke and cut into the strike zone, catching way too much of home plate. Uh, Nick Gordon had a two-out double to center field. Colas did a really nice job almost getting Gordon at second, and that that was something that you could watch and maybe call a silver lining of Tuesday. Colas played some nice right field. Uh, Lynn got out of it with a strikeout uh, through 26 pitches in the inning. Uh, in the second, uh, much more movement on Lance's pitches in the second inning, picking at the corners, uh, got a strikeout and a fly out, but then gave out gave up a two-out solo home run to Michael Taylor, 3-2 Twins, a base hit by Solano. Now Buxton came back up in the inning. 
uh, but Lynn froze him on the outside corner for a strikeout. 44 pitches for Lynn after two. Uh, he started to settle down. Pretty nice inning in the third, couple of strikeouts. Uh, he got hit on his backside with a comebacker. No harm, no foul. Uh, Twins continued uh, to hold on to a one-run lead. After three innings, Lynn gave up six hits, three earned runs, zero walks, uh, six strikeouts in those two pesky home runs. Uh, fourth inning, nice defense by Andrew Vaughn at first. Uh, Lynn finally started to look like he was getting comfortable, some rhythm. Uh, facing Taylor again, his last at-bat, he had hit the home run. Uh, Lynn kept things up in the zone this time, got an inning-ending strikeout on a 94-mile-per-hour fastball, just about chin high. Uh, in the fifth, more solid defense by Elvis at shortstop. And then Lynn fielding his own position, another uh, comeback, or this time by Buxton, a two-out single past Romy, but Lynn held the Twins in check once again, 87 pitches after five. Getting through six would be helpful, uh, and he did do that in the six. Uh, definitely, Lynn definitely got better as the game went on. Stronger, more movement. Uh, all in all, I would say it was a pretty nice outing for Lance Lynn. Just a couple of mistakes that were hit very far. Uh, Lynn notched his 10th strikeout of the night to end the sixth. Uh, that would be his last inning. Talk about some silver linings. Uh, Kenyon Middleton, uh, who we talked about in a previous episode, uh, adding uh, this gentleman to the bullpen after Jose Ruiz was uh, basically traded for cash to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Middleton had some nasty stuff. Uh, Tuesday night. Lots of movement with high velocity. Slider looked great. He struck out the side, so he could be a nice addition to the bullpen. Uh, eighth, Middleton did start that, got Buxton to fly out. Then Grafol went to Diekman, uh, who got out of the inning. And then Ronaldo Lopez at the ninth. Now, he pitched on Monday, so he was going back-to-back -back games. A couple of really good sliders that were spoiled and then froze uh, the Twins hitter with a 101 mile per hour fastball, carbon copy for Minnesota second hitter Walner, 101 fastball on the inside corner, strikeout number two, uh, and then what a mistake by Minnesota in the running game. Vasquez with a gap shot to right center, uh, Luis Robert Jr. with a dive and missed it. Excellent relay by Oscar Colas to Romy to Alberto to get Vasquez trying to stretch out a triple, and that was the end of the inning. It's nice to see what Colas can do in right field. He's playing the corners really well. He's playing the ball off the wall really well. That was a nice sequence, that nice relay sequence there in the ninth. Again, if you're going to take any positives away uh, from Tuesday. Uh, in the 10th, oh my goodness, uh, Sox failed to score in the top of the 10th, as we talked about. Jesse Schultens comes into pitch, and literally one pitch, which was a bunt, bunt to Hanser, who was playing third base. Uh, and what a, a wild throw, hit off uh, the runner's helmet, and game over. Alberto with his second error in as many games. Uh, maybe the Sox might need to make an adjustment uh, at third while Mancada's out. Uh, I, I've not liked his defense. You know, he's got some pop in his bat, uh, but that was just absolutely inexcusable. And, you know, the home team has such an advantage. That's why as a road team, you have to score. Because now the home team, they can just play for one. 
uh, and, and that's exactly what they did. They put the pressure on the White Sox, and Alberto uh, and the White Sox crumbled. Uh, Lance Lynn's final line, six innings, seven hits, three earned runs, zero walks, which is an excellent sign, 10 strikeouts, but those two home runs early in the game, uh, Lance Lynn threw 98 pitches. His ERA sits at 7.31. Uh, bullpen, nice outing again. Three-plus innings, two hits, zero earned runs, a walk, and five strikeouts. That's three games in a row that have been solid by White Sox bullpen. Sox tried for their first series win, and Lucas Giolito looks to bounce back from an awful start in Pittsburgh. More on that uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Hey, really excited about our new partner and sponsor of today's episode, the mobile game Ultimate Baseball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your professional baseball franchise? Well, your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team. Play through the season and lead your team to glory hiring the right coaching staff, scouting and drafting players, navigating your franchise through free agency and all the ups and downs of a season. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want, when you want to. Now is your chance to prove that you can be more competent than our very own Rick Hahn. No guarantee that you'll have as much job security as him but it'll be nice to have that seat at the table over and over again. Hopefully you set the market and be proactive instead of reactive. Lockdown White Sox listeners get 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Lockdown in the game store. So make sure you check it out. Download the game. Just visit probaseballgm.com. Scan the code or look it up on the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM, start your dynasty today. Lucas Giolito has got to get things going and get it going early on Wednesday afternoon. He is taking on Sonny Gray and the Minnesota Twins looking for a series win. Uh, Lucas Giolito is 8-8 eight and eight with an ERA of 4.16 and 110 strikeouts in 20 appearances against the Twins in his career uh, in four appearances against the Minnesota Twins last season, uh, Lucas Giolito was 1-1, one and one, uh, went 21 innings total, 16 hits in those 21 innings, seven earned runs, 10 walks, 24 strikeouts, only one home run, which is a good sign. Uh, Sonny Gray will be on the hill for the Minnesota Twins. He is 4-2 and two with an ERA of 4.47 and 48 strikeouts in 10 appearances against the White Sox in his career. Uh, Gray faced the Sox twice last season. Sox handled him pretty well. Gray pitched a combined seven and two-thirds innings, gave up 14 hits, eight earned runs, and five strikeouts. I don't want to remind you about Lucas Giolito's last start against Pittsburgh, but I will. Uh, he went four innings last Friday. Uh, 12 hits in those four innings, seven earned runs, zero walks, three strikeouts, and two home runs. Uh, key to success for Lucas Giolito, hit the corners, mix up the eye level, and have some movement on those pitches. Won't find success pitching middle-middle with a 93-mile-per-hour fastball, 
or a straight change at 80 miles per hour that doesn't do anything. Okay, we need that butterfly changeup that he has had that flutters around and ducks and dives in and out of the zone. Uh, he cannot catch so much of home plate as he has been doing. Uh, 93, 94, you can survive, but you got to mix it up. You got to mix up the eye level. Play at the top of the zone like Lynn was uh, on Tuesday night. You know, hit those corners, move that ball around. Uh, when major league uh, hitters are just sitting there and they're saying, you know, the scouting report on this guy is he just throws straight fastballs. He's going to hit, he's going to catch most of the plate. They are going to be sitting dead red. And that is going to be a problem. Uh, White Sox, of course, are looking for their first series win uh, of the year. They are two games under 500 right now. It'd be nice to take two or three from Minnesota, have an off day on Thursday, and then a big three-game series against Baltimore uh, on the south side. Folks, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere uh, you find your podcast. We are on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. And hey, don't forget uh, to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Pass it along to other White Sox fans in your life. Do appreciate that. Uh, thanks for making uh, this podcast your first listen. Now, for your second listen, check out the Lockdown Fantasy Baseball. Uh, win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the very best in fantasy baseball strategies. Locked on Fantasy Baseball can be found wherever uh, you find your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, uh, your team every day. Hey, on the next episode, I'll recap Lucas Giolito's outing and hopefully be celebrating a White Sox winner. Appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox!